Well, welcome to the childish old childish. Is it, you've just changed the language of our podcast without notifying me. I think that's a little unfair. This is the part of the podcast. Um, let's play a mini game. Hey, Manny, let's play a mini game. Okay. This I mean, I mean, game, yes, and <laughs> this mini game is called "Breathe Into the Mics" for two <laughs> to five seconds. Okay. Ready? Is it a competition? Yes. Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> we both <laughs> broke immediately. I just like shattered the mic. Oopsies. We just, you know, became mortal enemies of like nine people listening right now. Uh, at least we're not eating. That's true. That's that's the cardinal sin. But we will be drinking water. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's water. Not. Okay. Welcome to the Mildly Awkward Podcast, honest talk about young adulthood, the messy, the marvelous, and as always, the mildly awkward. I'm your co-host, Corby. I am your co-host, Maddie. And this is a very special episode. Special indeed. Sorry. (laughs) Because I'm still interrupting my beautiful co-host. After a year, all I do is interrupt. (laughs) That's not true. Um, only 90%. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, hey, Corby, do you think I interrupt you? <laughs> well, well what I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that joke. <laughs> but it was still funny. You, you did that on a, a separate episode one time, and it did really get me. Oh. Because you were setting me up for it, and I didn't realize. But that's how I realized. <laughs> so I, I've I interrupted hesitated. you so many times. I've joked about interrupting you before in the same way. <laughs> That's sad. Precisely. Um, so it's a very special episode uh, because Maddie and I have decided to uh, run away together. Yes. Go to the Alps. Exactly. Is that still in the States? <laughs> no. Uh, Canada. But don't worry. During our elopement, I will educate you on all of the <laughs> locations of mountains. Didn't say we were getting married. <laughs> um, that's very forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ruined the surprise. This is a proposal podcast. <laughs> um. Well, yes, we collectively have been talking over centuries, but today we, we, we pulled the plug. Um, this will be the last mildly awkward episode. Yeah, so it's like the end of this year of recording and talking to our friends about dumb stuff mm-hmm. and making up mini games and realizing that Maddie can't improv that well <laughs> and that, you know, just a lot of stuff has happened, but it's time to say goodbye. Um, so with that, we both have prepared eulogies. Speaking of improv, here's my, I'm unraveling. It's a scroll. That's commitment. (laughs) Dear Mildly Awkward, there you are, in the ground, 26 episodes deep. And all I could think was like, really? Just 26 episodes? (laughs) It's been a year. It's been a very long time. Anyways, it's me, Corby, your co-host, that messes up the intro every time except for this one time, because it was the last time, and it felt special. Anyways, here's a little bit more breathing in the mic. Does that sound normal? Anyone listening a doctor? Anyways, write me. 
<laughs> That's my eulogy. What's your eulogy? Okay, so I just want to unpack that eulogy for a moment. <laughs> um, the eulogy ends with you saying, hey, write back, XOXO. Like, so we're communicating beyond the grave is what you're saying. Maybe someday someone will revive Mildly Awkward Podcast. We they, don't know. And then they can get in touch with us. Yeah, because they owe us something. They, owe <laughs> they us can somebody. get in touch with our lawyers. <laughs> Precisely. Okay, so we have a beautiful eulogy with potential for beyond the grave mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. I like it. We'll have a seance for <laughs> mildly awkward later in the year. Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. Last words. Here lies the mildly awkward podcast. For a podcast that lasted a year, we really didn't hear a lot from it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because the hosts were doing 9,000 other things at once. But it was mainly because the hosts are not very, you know, organized at times. But this is not a call-out eulogy. This is a beautiful eulogy about life. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines (laughs) mildly awkward (laughs) as, you know, it's indefinable. Actually, that's what the the dictionary says. And this year has been, don't interrupt my eulogy. (laughs) For the record, you interrupted I did, mine. I did. I realized that right as I said that. Okay, this is not part of the eulogy. Anyway, um, the reason why we started this podcast was to define that undefinable quality of what it is to be mildly awkward. And I think we've we've accomplished that. And so, as we lower mildly awkward into the dirt, goodbye forever, and good riddance. <laughs> That's terrible. No, no, no. <clears throat> goodbye forever, and... Um, you served us well. The end. That was very nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it got nice at the end, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know this space of like being sincere." <laughs> um, we probably should have waited until after the episode was over. To, I know, right? <laughs> to We're gonna do a post mortem on mildly awkward mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Maddie, what what's happening next? Well. After that extremely dramatic intro, mm-hmm. we're actually not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, we are ending Mildly Awkward Podcast because as it has been like one of the most fun things I've ever done ever, um, we learned a lot about podcasting and about ourselves and each other for, through mm-hmm. this whole process. And so we're revamping our sort of podcast persona. We are launching a brand new podcast mm-hmm. in a little while here, um, still with both of us as co-hosts, but... It has kind of this new lens and this new outlook and a whole new structure. And I think it's going to be kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a very long conversation about it today. And I'm I'm very happy with where we're going to go. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out in a year, we'll change it again. Like, exactly. Because I will say we had a long conversation while we were each lying down on our own couches. <laughs> and if you've never done that, had a really long conversation where you both get to lie down on your own couch... I highly recommend it. So it nice. is amazing. Oh, so nice. Um, so I was just thinking too, because to get context, so right now we're filming in the l- lobby of Acacia Counseling and Wellness, our sponsor. Um, this, uh, <laughs> sorry, there's like people outside the window. We have windows, so that's distracting. Um, but no, we had just, we just did a build out here at Acacia. So if you get a chance, come through and come, check yeah, it out. Yeah, come check us but out. It's, it's an interesting, it feels cool. I kind of wish we had, like, we could get back into our old, like, first I podcast know, right? room. But that is the office of another person. Yes. And I don't think that they would appreciate <laughs> us breaking in. Um, but yeah, it feels a little bittersweet, but yeah. I'm, 
I'm so happy. Uh, part of the reason why we are so bitter about this 26 episode thing is because we looked at all of our topics that we weren't using and had... Uh, we had like over 50. Yeah. So it was like, what the heck? And just to part the kimono here and let you in on some of the <laughs> the ba- behind the scenes, every time we had this huge list of topics. Mm-hmm. And every time we sat down for an episode, we said, we can't use any of those topics. We can't use them. We have to do a whole new topic. <laughs> so the amount of times we're like, let's pick from our 50 topic list. And we're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so every week we would just build a new topic, which is cool mm-hmm. on us, but we'd build a new topic, get our guest or whatever, and go from there. So here kind we of, are, building yeah. another topic. We <laughs> literally, okay, so our topic for today is that we had topics in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally capitalizing on that one time where we were proactive for once in our lives and yes. wrote down all this stuff. We're going to we're gonna use those. This mm-hmm. is like the recycling episode. Yes. We're tying off loose ends. We're going to use mm-hmm. all those topics. And maybe there'll be some potential for future topics. Or maybe you'll realize, oh, that's why they didn't record a whole episode of that topic. <laughs> you decide. Um, yeah. So if you have something to say... <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, like, message us on Facebook, uh, email us. All of this will be changing in the next week or so, Mm -hmm. so our name will be a little different, um, but we're going to try to make it as smooth as possible to let you all know. Um, And if we can figure it out, you won't have to unsubscribe or resubscribe on iTunes. We'll just seamlessly transition into the next thing. I mean, if you choose to unsubscribe after (laughs) hearing the new project, that's (laughs) we won't be too hurt. Don't worry. Um, But you won't have to go hunting for us. We yeah. will hunt for you. Yes, exactly. Um, you ready to get started? Let's do this. <laughs> uh, so the first recycled topic was sex. Oh wow! <laughs> We're just coming out of the gate, you what's know, your, with what's a bang. Your hot no take pun intended. On sex. <laughs> Does it happen? <laughs> oh. I'm sure other Ew. people are. <laughs> <laughs> We're not having it right now. Um, I think. We never approached this, I don't know, because we were just talking about, like, we didn't have, like, a social justice one. No. <laughs> anything where we're, like, we're, I mean, I think we've been passionate here and there about mm-hmm. things, but, um, yeah, I think sex, we were just, like, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't oh, like talking personal. about sex that much with, yeah. like, anyone, much less a random audience so like that's probably why i wasn't super into that idea. i don't even know what sex is i guess it's a little <laughs> confusing for me um <sighs> we do have a miracle of birth ta- a tape here that we can watch <laughs> oh, <that's terrible. laughs> well originally we had talked about doing the episode with mara who was on the dream episode mm-hmm. and she said she was gonna do like all this research and we were gonna give her like <laughs> like things to try with her boyfriend. <laughs> Wait, I was Which not was, part of that I, conversation. Okay, well, I had made the comment, and she was like, "That would be funny." And I think she was just you entertaining. Her away. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so it never happened. Yeah. Um, but that will be coming soon. Sure. Okay. I, uh, a, I, I mean, I'm sure there are many podcasts that do great episodes on sex. Oh, Ours yeah. is apparently not one of them. Just type in you, sex podcast and then and you can find There's some. what is it? Savage Lovecast is a really good one. Mm-hmm. It's all about relationships and sex, but like, mm-hmm. you know, we like to stay where we feel we have expertise, which is stupid games. <laughs> stupid games and talking about young adulthood. Exactly. Um so I have a deal breaker for you okay. for sex. Go for it. Your significant other is a fairy. Okay, so <laughs> a furry, meaning mm. they like to dress up 
as an animal. As an animal. And have sex in that animal costume. Is there like a specific animal Usually they like? a wolf. A wolf? That's usually the trend. Can they ever or not wear the wolf costume when we're doing it? Um, They could, but they probably wouldn't be as entertained. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, fine, whatever, honey. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just for the record, I'll do, Feather always tells me this, um, I won't yuck anyone's yum. There you go. That's so a like, good policy. Like, I'm, like, I'm not saying the Binger Furry is... Um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, is a deal breaker. It is a deal breaker for me. It's not wrong but in general. There, yeah. are, it's we're we're not here to say being a furry makes you a bad person, mm-hmm. or that it's not something that you should enjoy if you do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, do we do want we to get want it on with a furry? <laughs> and so it's really about us. My answer is no. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, and no, I think that's a, um, a hard pass. Hard pass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to them, though. I know you will find each other. You know, that's what my grandmother says. God makes them, they find each other. Speaking of furries. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maddie, you're going to... <laughs> <laughs> How dare you segue that way? <laughs> you're going to Convergence. Convergence. It's a local convention, like a nerd convention here in the cities, and is not centered on furries. And that starts tomorrow. You have that your first does. panel. You're on four panels. I'm on four panels. I've never been on a panel before. I've never been invited to a panel, so... Maddie's also on the hunt for a potential <laughs> suitor slash furry. A furry. No, a fine honey. <laughs> I am not fine, on the hunt. Okay. Fine honey. <laughs> I want to clarify. What I said to you, Corby, was I'm going alone for the first time. I hope I meet some fun people. And mm-hmm. you interpreted that as, hmm, fine honey. <laughs> I mean, you're only 12 once. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wouldn't say no to a fine honey, but I'm not going there to meet someone Ooh, to date. Y'all hear that? Okay. okay. <laughs> What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> packing. Packing my life up. Hopefully. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. So that was our hot take on the sex episode, which turned into the Convergence episode. We're catching everyone up on our lives. Uh, so the next one, career and jobs. Career and jobs. Okay. So hot take on career and jobs. Corby, go. Whoa. Um, I think the main focus of this one, for me at least, was that... We, the uh, millennials and young adulthood, and I mean, there's tons of articles about like how hard it is to get a job or how hard it is to get a job that is meaningful and pays well enough. Um, So I know that the job market just kind of sucks for our generation. Um, And I think that was probably the focus of the episode. Right? Like, how do you piece together enough jobs Mm -hmm. to survive? This has become a downer episode. This is why we didn't record it. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I will say that I think it's it's um, a career for me is like a very much an ongoing process, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard for me to think of is this a place I'm going to stay forever, sort of thing, or is like is this all there is type of thing? But I like to think about it as like these are steps, these are intentional steps forward to the overall career path that I want to mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. So I comfort myself with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean my career journey. I had uh, upwards of four jobs last year. Yeah. This year, I think I had just, or I had uh, just two. Um, oh, just two. Just, <laughs> just two. And I technically haven't quit the second one, so I should probably notify them at some point. That you're leaving the state in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. And I had a near miss with a Lyft slash Uber, and that fell through. But, yeah, I, it was, last year was just really tough to find something that, paid well and i kind of like i went in knowing like this isn't what i want to do that's okay but like 
just find something. Mm-hmm. And it took a very long time to find something. Yeah. Um, and I was struggling a lot last year. But here I am now. In, off a, to in a career job. Yeah. In a career job. Relocating for a career job. That's a pretty mm-hmm. cool thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So don't give up is our sort of advice on there. Mm-hmm. Would you like a career deal breaker? Sure. Okay. So every time that your significant other is going to leave a job, they plan an elaborate and dramatic way to quit. So instead of saying, putting in two weeks notice, they go in and they're like, and your mother, and your mother. <laughs> like just and out like, of the blue? I mean, they, they give two weeks, but they they do it in a, their last day is super dramatic. <laughs> so they go in and they're like, I've always hated all of you. <laughs> um, do they have jobs before they do this? Oh, yeah. They're responsible that way. Okay. But they burn those bridges when they leave. <laughs> and it's not like a joke? Like they really do? No, they they, they, they tell everyone what they think. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because if it was like a joke where they went in and they're like, I'm gonna eat this bag of chips. I'm like referencing Subway here. But uh, it might be a deal breaker because I feel like that person's a D-bag. <laughs> I mean... They they don't right? they're not mean to everyone just the people they hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice, but I come from a very polite culture. No, I we're good Midwesterners. We don't want to yell at What's your take on it? I don't know if that's a deal breaker, but I feel like like if we're breaking up, are they just going to be like you're the gang war? <laughs> oh, that's like, a good point. That would make me very very sad. So they could be like, <laughs> I'm giving you two weeks notice that we're going to break up. Oh. oh my gosh, what if someone did that? How would you react (laughs) if they were like, hey, so just want to let you know, um, I've accepted another position with someone else, and in two (laughs) weeks, we're over. What would I do with that? Yeah, how would you react? Would you be like, yeah, let's just do the two weeks? Oh, no. I Get out of my (laughs) Yeah, please just leave forever. And don't ever come back. No, I think that would be so insulting. (laughs) But they're like, well, we just wanted you to be able to, you know, emotionally prepare yourself. It doesn't matter. The pain's just not going to be there. Get the fuck out of my life. Okay. Like, I guess I agree with that. I like how I'm censoring myself. I know, right? The- <laughs> 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 oh, so much swearing, you guys. If only you could hear. <laughs> uh, is it a deal breaker for you? The two weeks notice thing? I mean, I think mm-hmm. we're past the point of deal breakers if yeah. they're breaking up with me in two oh, weeks. Oh, true. <laughs> well, is it a deal breaker that they make a scene on their last day of work? You know, for me, I think it would be. Yeah. And I really, I, I like the angle of what if they did that to me, because that could mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's also, I don't think you should ever, ever burn a bridge when you leave a job. Yeah. Unless it's a job where they burn the bridge and they're like, never get back. Like, that's not on you. Yeah. But it's it's not a good idea to do that. Yeah. Especially, like where are your references going to come from? Well, that and, like, are you still in the same city of this? Like, you're probably going to see those people again. You're at Whole Foods checking out, and you look up, and your boss is like, you told me I was yeah. fat. Or, I don't know, whatever. They I had cankles. <laughs> cankles. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a deal breaker. That don't do that, you guys. Don't do it. Millennials, don't. Uh, so the next hot tank on a topic is coming from near future. Ah, the near future. The near future. Sorry, God. <laughs> where's that coming from? <laughs> where's the, where's the near future coming from? Yeah, the topic. What? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, the topic of near future. Why? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. I think uh, this might have been like our transitions episode. 
because we wanted to do a transitions episode oh. with Brandon. No, that was that's that's down the list. This was like like near future technology. Oh yeah. Oh, every time, oh yeah yeah yep, yeah. It was basically like I a think, Handmaid's Tale. Yes. So oh, that's actually a good point. Every time I think near future, for some reason, all I think of is Tesla because mm, they're. Mm-hmm. There's okay, so Elon Musk owns the Boring Company, B O R I N G, Boring Company. Like, oh, it's like what? <laughs> well, it's spelled the same way actually, but it's referring to like boring tunnels, and like <gasps> the eventual goal is to make like tunnels underneath big cities like L A and New York for to free up traffic. Sewage? Oh, <laughs> for sewage. I mean, uh, that already traffic. exists. Why would you go? The under? Romans invented that. I'm no, pretty sure. Under scares me. I want to go above. How would you do that? Like streets over streets. Streets ahead. Um, <laughs> like the elevated train in Seattle or something. Yeah, like I, I thought we were going to build up. Every mm. movie tells us we're building up. Until we have flying cars, I think Elon Musk's idea may be the most viable. <sighs> Would you? Okay, so if you were like, you're living in LA, which we're going to be in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and they're like, you could drive on the road roads <laughs> and it would take you an hour you could go in the tunnels the tunnels it would take you 10 minutes what would you do well, yeah i would do the tunnels but like are they gonna put pictures down there <laughs> like, wait hold be- on hold on hold on <laughs> i thought you were worried because it was like spooky underground what if it, it is caves spooky. in you're just bored because you want pictures <laughs> i want just something to look at while i'm driving what if they had like murals yeah or, like, they had, like, local artists come and, like, paint yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or they I had a full that. Shakespearean play happening on the side of the, the Amazing. Tunnel. I probably couldn't get through it in ten minutes, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. Some, like, You'd have a whole statues and civilization stuff. down there. The tunnel people. All right. Keep drilling. <laughs> keep doing it. Let's do it. Yeah. So, near future was basically, like jump ahead 20 years what's happening yeah what are we worried blah 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 i think that when, you, when it comes to like sci-fi and people who write mm-hmm. that it's the the genre or trope has a name and it's called like 20 minutes in the future sci-fi mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's like really really near sci-fi so like handmaid's tale is part of this genre called and 20 minutes in the future black mirror black mirror is a great <sighs> example oh, black mirror is so good okay best episode <laughs> of black mirror go um mm. i haven't seen them all actually <laughs> Well, I think San Junipero is good, 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 good. But, I mean, everyone likes White Christmas. White Christmas was good. It was good. But I don't know if it was, like, the most entertaining to me. The thing that sticks out... mm, What's the episode that, like, got you the most? Well, episode three of season one with the relationship and they had the... They recorded their memories. And so I just thought it was, like, really well acted. But then he went at the end when he makes her, like... Reveal that she. (laughs) (laughs) So that one's just a really like, it's, it's tough for relationship reasons. Like it's just like I was like, wow, this that one got you. Um, but the I think the episode whenever I think about Black Mirror now, um, that makes me just like makes me tense up is the video game episode where he <gasps> oh gets gosh. it implanted that's so it was so good. trippy it was so trippy like i i felt like as an audience member like i wanted to escape with him so badly and it was just like loopy loopy loop and yep, i'm like yep, yep. oh my god like yeah that was a lot yeah that episode that makes me cringe and gets me excited about the show makes me happy makes me scared yeah like, yeah that's it that is a good encapsulation of black mirror hold on <laughs> i think for me I really liked White Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
The one that really got to me, I think, was the one directed by Jodie Foster, where it's about like the mom and her daughter, mm. and she has that implant yeah. that shows the mom everything she's seeing and yeah. has her mom censor it out. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because like, it's, you know, touching on issues in my own <laughs> life of, of, you know, very protective parents. Yeah. And like that really got to me because of like how this girl grew up mm-hmm. and like how she was seeking out things that were painful and like traumatic and like... She, wrong yeah, quote unquote because yeah because she was like sheltered from it which was super mm-hmm. interesting also mm-hmm. i think that was jody foster did a really good job she of directing that yeah yeah that was a really good episode so that's the bad thing about black mirror is that every episode is like a spiral into the darkness but then when you start talking about the show everything you like everything is good oh yeah like i mean there are some episodes i'm like eh, but i'm probably just repeating what everyone says but um oh dive or is it no nosedive nosedive with yeah, that's Bryce a good Dallas one. Howard. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> but that was just a really good episode because it it also wasn't like, oh, this is the darkest, you know. Right. But it's also like it's dark in its own right because mm-hmm. it's this whole thing and it's what people do anyway. Yeah, and like, yeah. Ugh, it's like where ugh, you place value and stuff. Oof. It's so good. So many good fourth season. I think like too. when you think about very near future stuff, like Black Mirror or Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. those are both things that are made super well and beautifully acted and well directed and great music and they make you so depressed (laughs) (laughs) and i wonder if it's like i mean those they're they're just dark stories or if it's like how near that is to us Mm -hmm. makes it more impactful Hmm. if this was like super out there sci-fi would it be that depressing right i mean i've said this a million times but i'll leave it behind and mildly awkward um like orphan black is so good yeah and it's but but it's like it's a drama and then people are like well oh it's sci-fi like it has cloning that kind of i'm like yeah it's got some elements of sci-fi but it really is like you know, like this technology ex- i mean like it's in some forms it exists and it could be possible for this stuff to happen yeah. and so but yeah when it's really far out but then again you're suspending your disbelief mm-hmm. to match whatever whatever so maybe they are just actually really sad show- <laughs> or shows that are like really impactful and like you're yeah you know well-being Ooh, another one that was really interesting, especially coming from a law background at all, it was mm-hmm. White Bear, where it's, like, all about, like, criminal she's like justice. In, she's, like, in that game. Yeah, it's, Ugh. like, it's like her her sentence is to live that out day after day. And I'm, like, that's crazy to me. That episode was very confusing because I think they, like, as an audience member, you're just, like, led on to be, like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, what's happening? What's happening, happening to her? Yep. Like, what are all these people doing? And then when that twist comes and then it's so dumb. you're, like, oh, wow. And then, yeah, and then, because that's the... I think that's what makes the show so great is that it makes you rethink. Um, when we were watching season four together, not you and I, with some other people. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you have other <laughs> friends? No! How dare um, you? When we were watching it, we, um, after every episode, we'd like vote. Like, would that technology be okay yeah. to have and blah, blah, blah. So it didn't fit in every episode, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want... Um, do you want to deal breaker? Let's do it. Your significant other will only invest in companies that Elon Musk tweets about. Okay. Um, could it be, could he, Could this be uh, companies that Elon Musk ha- tweets about in a positive way? Or is it literally any company? If he's like, no one support Walmart. He's like, oh, your significant other is like, 
dude, let's go buy stocks in Walmart. <laughs> I think it would be that they would follow the trend of what Elon Musk was. So if he says, don't go to Walmart, they would be like, we cannot go to Walmart anymore. Okay. But if he was like, up and coming, new company. Yeah. You, 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 that would okay. be like, if they're like, the, they have the best t-shirts, you'd be like, all right, I'm buying all my shirts from here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to fault that, right? Mm-hmm. If the person is investing in a way that it's like not bankrupting them, but they just, all their advice is from his tweets. I mean... It's not the worst investing yeah. <laughs> opportunity. Although I would think that Elon Musk probably tweets about his own company the most. Mm. So you probably be heavily invested in like yeah. the boring company and Tesla and stuff. Yeah. Which again, probably not the worst thing. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I'm just thinking, because you would like to think that Elon Musk does his own research and is promoting companies that are like either good for the world, the environment or whatever. Um, so I would hope that like, I would, I don't think it would be a deal breaker that this person's like, yeah, I'll just follow whatever, but I'd be weary, um, <laughs> that I'd be like, well, I hope, you know, nothing is wrong with these companies or like yeah. whatever. Cause there are tons of companies where you find out later that they're just freaking awful or something. So I would hope that Elon Musk is doing the research. I would hope that the significant other was probably doing a yep, little bit yep. of research, especially if they were going to design their entire life around them. Exactly. So one thing, if you're like, oh, I'll just pick up more on that. But, but no, not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. It's yeah. also, I don't understand really anything about investing. So I'm like, yeah, that seems solid. <laughs> it's a plan. Let's do that. I'm a good millennial. I don't know what my money is doing with my itself. Special thanks to our sponsor, Acacia Counseling and Wellness, for your peace of mind. Head on over to AcaciaCW.com. That's A-C-A-C-I-A-C-W.com to learn more. What's the next topic? Next topic is nerd subculture. Just like you and I, <laughs> except not me. Just <laughs> Every time we talk about nerd stuff, Corby likes to be like, oh, yeah, that's your thing, right? <laughs> Very much is just watching his hands I just, <laughs> of the whole nerd thing. I just, just want to point out you do play D&D. Okay, but I've never considered myself a nerd. Isn't that part of what it is? Like now, I think seventy percent of the stigma is removed um, of the word. I I think, but not in this room. We have the (laughs) thirty percent left coming from you to me right now. No, it's not that. I don't think the word's bad or anything like that. It's just more of like the same thing when we were like, "Do you consider yourself a gamer?" I'm like, I play video games, but I don't consider myself a gamer. Mm -hmm. Um, I do some nerdy things. I don't consider myself a nerd. Okay. But I have no fault with it. Like, I'm, yeah. it's not a deal breaker that someone's a nerd. That's good. Because, <laughs> like, Unless they I refer do. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely consider myself a nerd because, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily consider myself a gamer because mm-hmm. I don't have a console or a lot of games. <laughs> I'd be good to play them on my PC. Um, but, yeah, I guess I consider myself a nerd for sure. Because mm-hmm. that's been something that. I just really, really enjoyed being part of that subculture for the last mm-hmm. few years. I mean, it has a lot to offer. It does. And I'm still fresh, fresh baby. <laughs> he's, a fr- he's a fresh baby I'm in the nerd world. I think my gateway to the nerd world was definitely the Lord of the Rings when those movies um. were first coming out. And later, like Harry Potter and, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now it's more... Um, rpgs and games and stuff like that and like mm-hmm. ways to really participate like with art and stuff like that so it's, it's cool nice nice 
Yikes! <laughs> is there any like nerdy thing that you'd want to get into? I was yeah, I was trying to think. Um, horseback riding. That's not um, really nerdy. Have you met the middle schoolers that? Okay, like that? well, we're now dunking <laughs> on middle schoolers. <laughs> what a bunch They're of the nerds. worst. <laughs> um, nerdy things. I would like to continue my descent into D and D. Um, yes, come to the dark side. The more I talk about it, the more I like. Like I kind of want to do it. Um, I want to do LARPing. <laughs> <gasps> what? Like in a very controlled environment. Yes. Okay. 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 I'm so excited because <laughs> like a year ago we talked about this, and you were like, "LARPing is a deal breaker. I hate all LARPers. That's so weird. Why would anyone do it?" I am so excited that you're warming up to the idea. Well, part of it is like I just want to act. Let's totally do it. And I'm like, Let's I want to act with my friends and like do that. So it's like an extension of D and D. Like this would be kind of fun to like run around and pretend you have power. Yes. Oh my God, who's listening to this? I've changed so much since <laughs> Everyone, college. Everyone, please like send Corby <laughs> LARPing gear. Send him a broadsword made out of foam or something. Also, if you can send your like um, get well soon cards to me <laughs> as well, because I've lost my mind. It's it's. I would totally LARP. That to me is like stressful because as like a tabletop player, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel very in control when I'm there with my paper and pencil and my little mm-hmm. whiteboard and stuff and running around in a forest with a literal thing in my hand. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> this is out of my element. Why am I using my body for physical things? Can't we talk this through? I, well, yeah, I really, I want someone to like invent like, oh, like instead of I'm using magic, it's like they actually can like shoot something. Yeah. That was like cool or I don't know, sparkles or something. But. Sparkles. I think they use like little like beanbag thingies for mm. spells where you like throw it at someone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I would I'm do so that. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, do you want a deal breaker for nerd yes. subculture? Um, your significant other wants to do a couple's cosplay at a convention and cosplay for the uninitiated. Is dressing up like uh, characters or from TV shows, games, movies, etc., comics. You know, this is not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker. No, I think this would be fun. I've always wanted to do cosplay. <gasps> do you want to do a couples cosplay this weekend with me right now, Corby? <laughs> if you got the money, <laughs> I actually don't. Never mind. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think cosplay is pretty fun. Um, I used to follow people on Facebook that used to do it, like Yaya. Han. That's probably not right. Is that a name of someone, or were you just saying? <laughs> I, <think it's laughs> I honestly don't know what you were I think saying. It's a name. Um, but I used to follow a couple people online that used to that you sorry uh, that used to do it. But it just costs a lot of money. But I would yeah. be down to it do depends, like one yeah. and then use it again for like Halloween and then yeah. probably another convention. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I love seeing people who are in cosplay at conventions. I have never in my life been organized enough to actually mm-hmm. do that. And like this year, I cut myself some slack because I'm like. I just graduated from a master's program. Like, mm-hmm. I can say, like, I did not have time. <laughs> you were um, busy. I, were, I was busy. But I love seeing cosplays. Like, some of my favorites, there were a lot of Wonder Woman cosplays over the last couple of years at Convergence. Uh, a couple of friends of mine who I've gone with before, shout out to Megan and Alec, have gone as, like, um, Ray and Poe from Star Wars, mm-hmm. the most recent Star Wars, and had just awesome, like, homemade costumes that looked really, really cool. So, I'm into it. I would do. It was not a deal breaker for me at all. It was not. It is not. I should say. Any of you fine honeys at Convergence who are <laughs> listening to this, you know. Okay. The next topic: hobbies. Hot take. We have them, and we, we have them. Talk, we want to talk l- about them. I love doing hobbies. I want to collect more. Yes. Well, this is part of what our new podcast might be a little bit of. <laughs> so I don't know. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. I thought you said podcast. I'm like, I'm sorry. Podcast. What? <laughs> 
where we talk about going to the bathroom. Why why are you using that tone of voice? I'm still stuck in the Freudian <laughs> stage. Apparently. Um, yes, we have them. <laughs> so We have them. I love them. Everything is great. Okay. Wait. Your significant other's hobby is mounting taxidermied roadkill on the walls of their house and giving them as gifts. <laughs> is that a deal breaker? A deal breaker. You know what? I think it would not be because taxidermying roadkill is ethical. If they were like, I'm going to go out and kill things I think are beautiful, I'd be like, that's weird. But they're mm-hmm. like, this thing is already dead. I'm giving it dignity in death as the thing you hang over your bed. I don't know. So this is, <laughs> I'm listening, but I was trying to think of a pun. <laughs> and I was like, so this is not a veal breaker. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. a deer. Okay, I get it. So it's, it's like it's not a deer breaker. Uh, oh, why not go for that? I, I don't know. Suck <laughs> at puns. I mean, veal breaker was good too. Everyone vote on which pun was better. <laughs> um, I think no, you? that's a deal breaker. That is. I don't want to. I don't want to be with okay. Who has when I'm with the hot taxidermist, you can't complain. No, that's creepy. Okay. Um, but once again, not yucking their yum. Not yucking their yum. You, you do just don't yum. want it in your house. Don't want it. In my, I don't want. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Dead squirrels. The next one, gender. gender. What's your take? Does it exist? It exists. <gasps> Wait, is that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you just gave me this huge gasp. <laughs> the jury's still out. Um, well, yeah, we wanted to explore this. Um, I think, like you as a therapist, you probably deal with a lot of clients that are. Mm-hmm going through the issue of like or the issues w- that come with gender identity and gender identity and gender expression too mm-hmm. and because yeah because a lot of the clients that i work with are in that sort of young adulthood time mm-hmm. college and post-college and so like that's a time where a lot of people figure out who they are mm-hmm. and figure out oh i this is my gender identity this is what it really is or it's crystallizing more or mm-hmm. they're realizing this is my gender identity, but I want a different gender expression because that mm. one feels way closer to who I am. Or maybe now for the first time, they have enough autonomy to actually live in accordance with their gender identity that they haven't been able to before, that they've mm. had to be closeted before. So it's like a really powerful thing to talk about in therapy for sure. Yeah. Do you want a deal breaker related to gender? Sure. Okay. Your significant other believes there are three genders only, man, woman, and man, bear, pig. <laughs> That's all one. Man, bear, pig. Um, what I about woman, bear, pig? Well, no, Non-binary, no. bear, pig? No, there's <laughs> just man, bear, pig? Um, I would say it's really funny, but if they truly believed it, and that's kind of the, like, yeah, they probably really believe that, I would say no, because I, I'm i a big advocate of, like... Yeah. But if they're like, but I had an uncle who was man, bear, pig. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be a gender... I just want you to believe that there's more than those. Yeah. So that's too narrow not, yeah. in your opinion. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah, that would be a deal breaker. Do you like, know where that's from? No. What is that? Is that from White Chicks? Because I feel like ninety <laughs> percent of your references are from White Chicks. I don't have any other reference material. Um, it is from South Park. Oh, it's I don't want to South Park is for heathens. <laughs> <laughs> Man, bear, pig. Okay. Uh, the next one: failures. We're, failures we're, what were we doing what's why what's I, going on? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my idea because i like talking about failures because i think <laughs> failures are a really great and fantastic way to grow and it's also something that people are super afraid of happening mm-hmm. 
And like to me, especially in the millennial sort of era, like we're young enough that like we maybe haven't had a huge screw up yet. Mm-hmm. But I think huge screw ups are like times in life where you're like, oh, this did not go as planned. Those can be really, really powerful because it teaches you that you're extremely resilient mm-hmm. and it teaches you maybe what you don't want to do or aren't meant to be doing. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> and I didn't want to talk about it because I'm a sparty cat. That's not true. I'm scaredy. Hey, scaredy. Hey, so the next scary. one is millennial myths. What is a millennial myth that you think needs to be abolished right now? That we all eat avocado toast? I can't afford avocado toast. Stop talking about right? it. Well, that's the thing. They're like, oh, you millennials are broke because you eat too much avocado toast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, have you considered? Or <laughs> no. I just, I talked to you, I just talked to someone in LA about a possible apartment and they were older, which I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> but they made a lot of assumptions over the phone that like did not make me feel great it's not that i'm like oh no but it was just like okay what like basically you were just in- confronted with a lot of millennial myths all yeah it was, it was just like that they assumed that i was like young partier yeah. kid that needed to be super social and that's get true da, 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 da. i'm like I think what? that's a big like, myth as well. In my opinion, the myth that like all millennials like to party and like are heavy drinkers and do a lot of drugs and smoke the reaper, all that fun stuff. And I like to do all that, but in <laughs> and moderation. We're doing that now, <laughs> but it's not all millennials. <laughs> like back off, right, Nancy? Do you want a deal breaker? Joyce, uh, sure. Your significant other has a monthly avocado allowance get in their out, budget. Get out. No, we're not talking about this. You're dismissed. Wait, you, that's a deal breaker yeah. for you? <laughs> I mean, I do like avocado, but like, chill. See, for me, this would not automatically be a deal breaker because... What if that was like the only... They're because, like, no, but they have... That. They have a whole budget, and if they budget for avocado, what if the budget's like four hundred dollars? If they're not going into debt, I mean, like, <laughs> sure, if that's the way you want to spend your money, it starts here, Maddie. <laughs> Next thing See, you know, okay. The thing is, if they get to spend four hundred dollars on avocado, then if I'm like, I'm going to make this elaborate cosplay, it costs three hundred dollars. They don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> I, this is all ammo. I'm really good at relationships, you guys. <laughs> We want to thank Liam Coulter for providing our podcast cover. And special thanks to Steve Higgins for recording the original. You can find Steve Higgins' music on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so some of the other ones, we had like a seasonal one, which is kind of what we did with the... We did uh, Halloween. Halloween. And yeah. so we were going to continue that, but we haven't made it a full year round. So we haven't, no. <laughs> We've not actually made it 12 months, and yeah. we did ignore Christmas a little bit. <laughs> we weren't recording during that season, That's true. so... To be fair, though, I think sometimes that season does line up with um, finals. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I heard, like, music. <laughs> I'm going crazy. The next yes. one was arts and culture. So that's really broad. It sounded um, really good in theory, but mm-hmm. I realized I don't really know a whole lot about <laughs> arts and culture. That was us trying to be cultured. We were trying to <laughs> dive a little further, and we did not. So and no. we have ignored that topic for a year. <laughs> okay, but I do have a deal breaker from arts and yes, culture. Are you let's ready? let's do it, yeah. Your significant other loves to critique wine at like when you're at friends' houses or restaurants, but they always use the same words to describe every single wine. And those words are woodsy, leathery, and surprising. (laughs) 
So every wine is woodsy. Every leathery, wine. They're leathery. like, hmm, this one is very woodsy. Sort of a leathery undertone and a surprising finish. And then the next wine, they're like, it's very surprising. and has a leathery undertone and a woodsy finish. So it's like, it's always a version of those things. Was, was that a deal breaker for you? Um, <laughs> no. I think no. It's, no, I think it's kind of funny. Oh, but they like they they believe funny. themselves every time. Yeah, I mean, it's not we, ironic. We just wouldn't be drinking so much wine. <laughs> like I'd be like, you know what, we're gonna switch to beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good solution. Yeah. And they they they're like, this is lavendery with a licorice undertaste <laughs> and a and a flirtatious finish. It and would, now they say that for every beer. <laughs> it would be kind of <laughs> yeah, it'd be annoying. <laughs> but whatever. <sighs> See, for me, I don't know if this would be a deal breaker. It might be if, if they're being really pretentious about it. But at the same time, I know nothing about wine. So I'd be like, you know, your guess is as good as mine. They all are pretty woodsy. They are woodsy. <laughs> and and some of them are surprising. <laughs> I have been surprised by the occasional wine or two. Okay. So the next one we had was the a day at the zoo. Okay. So we I were so excited about this. <laughs> this was This was my baby. Like, I wanted to do this so badly. Basically, I wanted us to go to the zoo. And find stuff to do or like whatever, and then kind of come back and talk about it. And yeah. <laughs> but make it like a fun episode, just yep. about the zoo and have like an experience. I think the problem was we don't really do anything <laughs> other than work and school, and yeah. you know, we're very busy and and we don't like to go do mm-hmm. things. And it is winter, very long time here. That's true. And so whenever I've gone to the, I think I've gone to the one zoo like maybe two or three times, and every time is like. 40 degrees so there's you no animals hang out with the and wolves and the polar bears you true. legitimately do have that they're just like sleeping <laughs> they're always sleeping they're hibernating what's wrong with you you call yourself someone who likes zoos and you don't know that they're hibernating um what is photosynthesis for 300 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yes that is what it is <laughs> um so the next one was the american dream yeah. I feel like we're going to touch on this again Probably. at some point. This it's is a, a very millennial thing. It's I think it's uh, like I'm I'm very passionate about this topic in terms of like there's just so much to do and I think in our current state of America it's like yeah, let's reevaluate what the yeah. American dream looks like for think, us at least. Oh, for sure because I think the American dream has changed, which is what you oh, were saying like yeah. for us it's different. And also it's interesting because both of my parents are immigrants and so like I'm first generation mm-hmm. and so the American dream was a big factor into even coming to this country. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see how it's changed from their hopes and dreams mm-hmm. when they were my age to my hopes and dreams now and like what I define that as. There's so much material there. So much. Well, but instead, here's a deal breaker. <laughs> Your significant other has a literal McMansion. So McMansion is like what um, they used to call like the big suburbia mansions from like the 90s when like, I don't know, it was very Americanized basically. So they have a large house paid in part, paid for in part by McDonald's with like big banners advertising on the exterior and all like the interior decoration is McDonald's themed. Mm-mm. Deal breaker? Mm-hmm. They're like, but it was so cheap. That's their main house. It was like a thousand bucks. Well, if they were going to change it. No, they're like, this is part of the deal. Five years, then I can take it all down. Five years? At what? So five more years from yeah. when I meet them? No. What if it was like year? they're a year in? No. <laughs> it depends, I guess, how much money they have. <laughs> it's a really nice house. Um, I think, so it's one thing if it's like stuff on the outside, like I could always make that joke of like, oh my gosh, like it's the McDonald's house, blah, blah. But the stuff in the inside, <laughs> that's what bothers me. Like a, like a Lay's chair that is yeah. 
like the burglar thing. No. Yeah, yeah. No. They have like all their throw pillows are like little French fries and stuff. <laughs> that would be kind of cute, though. No. <laughs> no. You, you said it correctly. I don't think it would be a uh, a deal breaker for me because oh I think that my. would be kind of funny. You start higher. <laughs> <laughs> I had to raise my standards. So the next one is science. Science. We're gonna come back to this too. Yeah, probably. I love science. Okay. We have so much to talk about. Science is the best. <laughs> Uh, your significant other says they would probably hook up with a robot. <laughs> <laughs> is that a deal breaker? Um, they I, would mean, prob- I think the word probably is probably. like, they're like indecisive about it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They're like, you know, I would. I'm pretty open-minded, I think. That I think is actually kind probably. of hilarious. Um, <laughs> that'd probably be a deal breaker. I think it's also like the assumption that like, yeah, most Def, we probably would either still be dating or not dating, and I would hook up with this robot. Right. Like, like, would you cheat on me with a robot? Is yeah, my question. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this probably. might be a deal breaker. I'm kind of grossed up. <laughs> How about for you? Yeah, I think if they reworded it, they were like, "Well, if we weren't dating in the future and they existed, like, yeah, I might. I don't know. Like, but just babe, it's just it. a robot. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Who's talking to me like that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, deal breaker because you this call me like, babe. <laughs> it's a like high school jock from the nineties. <laughs> that's, that's your. I'm not dating other. that person. <laughs> I can guarantee. Um, yeah, it's a. It's not quite a. Uh, it's a deal breaker as is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one we have is food. Yum. Who doesn't love food? Who doesn't love avocado toast? (laughs) Um, One time, I will say, I did pay $10 for avocado toast at a restaurant. Actually, I didn't pay. Someone else paid. But I was like, what is my life becoming? My roommate did one time. And I was like, just buy an avocado. We have toast at home. Yeah, it's like you can have it for like $1. Ugh. Oof. As we say in Minnesota. Oof. 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 Okay. Deal breaker, your yeah. significant other will only season their food with freshly ground black pepper, not that quote unquote pre ground <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm not about this shit either. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys are both anti pre ground uh, pepper? Um, I, I also, I'm just curious, like, is that the only thing they season their food with? Is pepper? No, they like, okay, I'm sorry, I, I think I misread wrote that. It's anytime they use pepper, it has to be pre like freshly ground. Oh, I don't think it's a deal breaker because that's like a very minor. I'd be like, "What's your whatever? Like, what's your thing about this?" Yeah, like, they'd just be like, "Here's a pepper grinder for Christmas. Have at it." <laughs> like, I see if they start like abusing me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, like bullying me. It seems like a long, you know. They're not gonna judge you, but they'll be like, "It's so much better with the the freshly ground black pepper." And I'm like, "Have your fucking pepper. <laughs> I don't care." <laughs> they're like, "You've changed. When I first <laughs> met you, you would have hooked up with a robot, and now you're criticizing me for pepper." I say, "Fuck off." Okay. That was a very dramatic end to this relationship. <laughs> uh, the next one is writing. I don't know where we were going with this. I mean, we both write a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll say that. That'll we both be where write we a end. lot. <laughs> Corby um, is at, um, he is a award-winning playwright whose plays have been in production before. Award-winning, a.k.a. I have been paid once or twice. <laughs> okay, that's more than a lot of people have for writing plays. <laughs> He's had his plays produced. They're really, really cool. Thank you. Um, they will be on Broadway this summer and the next. <laughs> They're sort of off, off, off Broadway at this <laughs> off, point. Off, off, off. They are in an alley behind Broadway. <laughs> Not even on Broadway Street. They're in an alley but... behind uh, a building that has a poster of a Broadway show. It is. That's how off Broadway. In Kentucky. Why am I, like, dunking on your writing? I love 
of your writing. Because it sucks. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Um, I wrote this one. I overwrote yours. No, no, no do it. <laughs> your like significant that. other is a novel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they are the book. <laughs> 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 a robot too. <laughs> they are a book. Um, your significant other is writing a novel where the main character makes love often to someone that definitely resembles. Their oh ex. no! <laughs> when did they start the novel? Um. Because you've been dating for about a month. Let's say they started the novel three months ago. Were they dating their ex then, or was this after they broke up? Mm, we haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mean, maybe maybe they they if they were like, two months in between. Right. If they were like, "Honey, we've been dating for a month. I just started this novel two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's full of them hooking up with their ex." That might be a huge deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we draw inspiration from many things. Sometimes writing can be a way to you know exercise your demons and kind of write through some feelings. Just, but making love to uh. their ex often, like they could change the features. Like it's very obvious. They're like it wouldn't they have be a an automatic. Of an otter okay. On their neck, and they're like, "Yep, your ex had a tattoo oh, of an otter on their neck." Okay. I wouldn't be automatic because writing is okay. weird. I don't know. How about you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how much they work on the book. Oh, yeah. They're like, this is my passion project. Like, Don't yeah, talk like to me. Every day they're like writing yeah. about their ex. I'm like, that, oh, that might be. Hey, maybe, maybe we circle around in a couple of years, you know. Um, so the next one is religion and faith. Which is definitely something we'll probably touch mm-hmm. on in the future because oh my gosh. Um, it's a big topic in my life, at least, and something We're, that I know we like to talk about. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, it's a big topic in seven people's lives I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all related to me. (laughs) Um, I know the most people who are religious. But no, I think that, yeah, it's a big topic. We'll we'll come back to that. We're very, I don't know if we're excited to talk about it. I'm excited about it. I do have have one for you, significant other. Okay, Uh, go for it. Deal breaker, sorry. Uh, Your significant other. You have a significant other for me? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. My thirsty days are over. (laughs) Do people still say thirsty? Is that also outdated? I'm sure someone said it yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Your significant other is Mormon. Oh, jeez. Are you the kind of Mormon that has like more than one wife? They follow the book. Oh, no. I think that might be a deal breaker. Because, like, very strict Mormons have a lot of, like, not so great things to say about people who are, like, gay, for example, Mm -hmm. or who are not walking this very, 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 very straight and narrow path. So I think, I I mean, I don't think I fit the profile of someone who, like, a Mormon would date necessarily. Yeah. But um, that might be a deal breaker. Because you're not, like, 20 women. So I'm not... (laughs) You're just I, one I'm not girl. multiple fertile women, you know? I'm just, there's just one of me and one of you. How can we make this work? Yeah, it's How never about for gonna, you? Never going to work. Uh, yeah, no, that's a deal breaker. Because I'm like, I... My leg is falling asleep. I've been smoking for 90 years. I'm sorry. Um... Um, this is payback for the baby voice. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with my... Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Let's move this part. <laughs> Sorry. Just, you know what? Just talk. Go ahead. Is being Mormon a deal breaker for you? Yes, it is. Um, I think, like, I'm totally fine with dating people of various religions i think mormonism or whatever it's just not mine how about scientology nope nope how about catholicism maybe Mm, good (laughs) we are a loping litter (laughs) um all right 
Hey, Mildly Awkward fans, we have a new podcast for you to check out. And it's called Sincerely Not Okay. Be sure to check it out on Podbean and iTunes now. So next one, quarter life crisis. What's up with that? The quarter life crisis. It's like when you're in your mid-20s, early 20s, like the 25-ish mark, Mm -hmm. and you start to have a huge crisis and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And maybe I just graduated college and I don't know what's next. That's a very real thing Mm -hmm. that I definitely went through. I was like, um, I might be going through it right now. You're about at the quarter mark. You're getting there. Yeah. Just a little stressed out. Um, but yeah, we thought this was important because this is the age that we're, we're talking about oh, it. For sure. We're in it right now. Um, and we know we've met tons of people and oh, yeah. had conversations about them having very similar things. And when you get to grad school, you start to meet all these people who have done that. And this grad program is their first yes. um, because they couldn't figure out for a while or it's their second or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, it was my second because it was like my crisis came during like the first one and a little mm-hmm. bit after the first one. It was yeah. like this big overhaul of like what I wanted to do. But yeah. And I will say this is kind of like I know there's a lot of stereotypes of midlife crisis. I don't know if there's that many four quarter life crisis just because it's more of a new yeah. term. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, you know, um working and you don't love or something and like Mm -hmm. having sort of like those nightly existential crises where you're like what am I doing with myself (laughs) but I mean we don't exactly have the budget to go buy a nice sporty car type of thing yeah I mean that's yeah it's part of is just like you thought that you were doing you were kind of on the right path and you realize like maybe this isn't for me yeah I'm sorry my whole mic is coming off the staple (laughs) towards me I lost it I'm sorry (laughs) uh your significant other has chosen to quit their job and be a famous racquetball champion (laughs) <laughs> are they are they good at racquetball no <laughs> they just they're like well, this is my passion they played and they said this is what i want to do oh boy yeah. um see in, in the context of quarter life crisis mm-hmm. my question is like well why don't you go down to part time and mm-hmm. just play a lot of racquetball yeah <laughs> go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> go call your parents i don't know yeah. like you know call the people who are important to you work through it but i don't like the idea of making a big rash decision mm-hmm when you're like in crisis yeah how about you i mean i don't want to date someone without a job that's true too so it's one thing if it's like i may, i got this offer to like do racquetball forever yeah <laughs> or it's like because same thing with me i'm like sometimes i just want to quit life and write plays but i'm like yeah that's, it's not gonna happen right, right now because you're like an adult who can support themselves but if i'm doing it on the side and i sell one and they're like we're taking it to broadway then you're like all right I seven will. miles from broadway. <laughs> <laughs> then i will say um, depending on how much it is, obviously. Like, I might take a break from work and be like, you know, I'm about to live on this, uh, live on this nice 160000 or something. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> how we much do they pay? <laughs> we don't know what, what playwrights make. But, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> I thought for a second there I wouldn't date someone who played racquetball. And I was like, who hurt you who <laughs> played racquetball? Dang. <laughs> She's going at you, boys. Those racquetballers. <laughs> you know what they say about them. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they're not real athletes. <laughs> oh, wow. Apparently, we do have feelings about racquetball players. Uh, oh, yeah. I have no idea. I think, for me, it would probably also be a deal breaker for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? <laughs> Harry Potter. <gasps> have you seen them? I have, have only seen read? some of them. I've read oh, all of them. I've read them. So, you're one of those. I'm one of those. You're one of those that think you're better than I've read one Game of, of Thrones us. and not watched it. Because I don't have HBO. That's why. Um, so, well, Harry Potter big part of my childhood did you read harry potter or watch it growing up um i'll, I'll give you this answer um <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've seen all the movies i've read some of book two 
But yeah, I never, and I, I was never really a reader growing oh. up, which See, is probably a, why I'm so dumb, dumb oh now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he says with a master's degree. But yeah, so for a while we wanted one of our friends, we're going to call her out, Ricky. We wanted her to be on the podcast and she refused Ricky. because she thought we were so bad quality. Just kidding. That's, that's why she hates us. <laughs> but I think that would just been a fun episode. Oh, yeah. We could still do that. Yeah. Right? That fits in the future. It's coming, schema. right? Yeah. <laughs> I've used schema twice today. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys, this is unprecedented. He's used schema twice, and they've both been fantastic uses of the word. Can I give you a uh, deal breaker? Please do. I always want to say, can I give you a significant other? <laughs> I mean, also, yes. <laughs> so your SO asks what Hogwarts house you are in. And then when you answer, they correct you. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so they're like, what house are you? And you're like, oh, Ravenclaw. I'm like, mm, you're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Especially in that tone, I'd be like, okay, you're dead to me? Like, <laughs> well, well, I, don't, I don't know if it's a deal breaker. but Wait, it's not? Because I'm like, is, how important is that? <gasps> well, I think for me, it's not that they correct your house. It's that they correct you at all. Because the whole thing mm-hmm. about Hogwarts house, it's like, how you identify yourself. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it, if it went further in terms of like, they're trying to define my personality, then I'd be like, hey, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? So what what Hogwarts house do you think you are? Gryffindor. Gryffindor. And they'd be like, mm, you're Slytherin. Well, first off, I thought I was Slytherin. And I was <gasps> like, yes, I'm Slytherin. But then when I saw Gryffindor, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably a Gryffindor. <laughs> um, yeah, if they, it depends on what they, what they're referenced, uh, what their reference schema of <laughs> Slytherin is. <laughs> so, if they were, three. so if they were like, Slytherin is like backstabby and off, or you know, something like whatever, sure. I'd be like, first off, that's a stereotype, and secondly, that's not me. Not deal all Slytherins. So it's a deal breaker for you. It's a deal, it kind of is, I think, because like, that's a sacred thing you're asking someone and mm-hmm. just throw it in my face like Especially that. Especially like a month in, you'd be like, right? it's not like we've been dating for two years and you, you can make me? these grandiose statements. But, yeah. You don't know me, exactly. I was going as a snake. There you go. <laughs> okay, another topic we were going to talk about was mental health. And we did a little bit of that on therapy. We also therapy. started a whole podcast on Yeah, it. so can you guys get off our backs? <laughs> <laughs> we're in a counseling center right now. Um, yeah, I mean, mental health is really important to both of us. Oh, for sure. So and we wanted to just keep going. Yeah, and we both work in that field, and we do literally have a podcast called Sincerely Not Okay. Have you checked it out yet? Have you? We're judging you. You can go to iTunes or sincerelynotokay.podbean.com. And we have a Facebook page as well. So get off our backs about the episode. <laughs> Stop. We made a whole podcast <laughs> for you. <laughs> Karen, I don't know. <laughs> Joyce. Joyce. I'm over Joyce. Oh, no. Over Joyce. <laughs> I'm overjoyed. Um, another one is tra- life transitions. This life is, transitions. This was the one we wanted to do with Brandon because Brandon's also moving to California. Yes. He's moving to San, San Diego. Diego. All my peeps are moving to California. Mm-hmm. You guys going to have to have the West Coast version of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be waiting for Maddie. Okay. <laughs> Come to us, Maddie. <laughs> I'm making my own hugely significant move from St. Paul to Minneapolis. Yahtzee. And I feel pretty good about That's it. That's amazing. It's like 20 minutes away. <laughs> Her apartment is very cute. It is. I'm excited. And you're going to have a... a a resident a puppy. Pup. It's not my puppy, but, but I want it to be. <laughs> any dog in a house is your dog. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all going through. <laughs> I just like the way I just casually. Yep, this is mine now. <laughs> you walk into the house. That's my dog now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Um, so it's a uh, uh, deal breaker. 
your significant other regularly uses the word adulting. <laughs> We've had this conversation This before. was intentional. <laughs> I hate that word so much. I don't like when people use Why it. Why do you not like I mean, it's not that bad. Why would an adult use a word to describe actions that they're making in adulthood? <laughs> like, it's, it's like, oh, he's just teenaging. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make any Your I'm just teenaging. Like, oh, I'm just elderly. Like no one else is making this reference besides adults. It's all it's about learning the skills, no? It's like, oh, I changed the tire. I'm like I'm, adulting so hard. I'm being an adult. I I don't mind adulting as a word. I think it's kind of well, Yeah. We can't be friends anymore, apparently. <laughs> no, I mean I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I'd be like, can you just stop using that stupid <laughs> word, please? It would eventually drive a wedge between you that would become resentment and would mm-hmm. cause your divorce in 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like See, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> your conscious uncouple. Good for us for going 10 years, though. That's true, you that's know? pretty good. You lasted a long time, but adulting was the for death of you. 2028, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last but not least. <laughs> this is the best one. And we it's don't okay. know how it got I'm on I'm going to just read out this, this topic. We don't remember why we put this on here. <laughs> But I'm going to just read it out as it is. Solving the world's problems. <laughs> In yep. one podcast, we were going to just, just do it? it. I and don't it know. wasn't even one podcast. It was one podcast episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, that kind of sounds like a cool podcast. Solving, the, solving world's the world's problems. And then every, whatever. Be like, global warming. Don't take that. Don't take that. Don't take that. That's ours. <laughs> Trademark. I think everyone's like, you know, you're good. I don't want to try and do that. <laughs> How many people have actually made it this far in the episode, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so that was our thing. Can I give you a, a, yeah. a, a significant other? Dang. I mean, Deal it sounds like it. you really want to give me a significant other. <laughs> I know someone. I know and someone. And so I don't want to stand in the way of that. <laughs> okay. um, their name is Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brandon is married to Maddie now, which is not me. <laughs> Maybe you forgot which Maddie. <laughs> uh, your significant other wants to adopt five kids, live waste-free, and give $20 to every person's in homelessness. Can we afford it? Um, let's say they make the same that you do. Ooh, that's going to be a little <laughs> tight. <laughs> it's an equal part of I, <laughs> I think in, in principle, this is not a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of adopting. I mm-hmm. love the idea of trying to live waste free. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do that necessarily, but I would totally be down for it. And if you have a significant other who's like really motivated, that would be beautiful. Um, I don't know about like giving all that money away because I'm like you gotta take care of your five adopted kids first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're just giving money to people, um, you know, I'm like I don't know. I have no idea how that's gonna work out. I don't think that's financially feasible. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. But I think living waste free is a whole lifestyle thing. Like it's not yeah. like a casual like, hey, like let's just make sure we cut down on how right. much we throw away. So it's- you like because I've I've seen some stuff on this where you, like you mm-hmm. bring you know, a jar Tupperware to like mm-hmm. the store and you mm-hmm. buy stuff in bulk and mm-hmm. like you maybe you recycle a lot. And I don't know. I can, I just couldn't do it. But like, cause I remember seeing some report where she just had her jar and she was like over an entire year, I've just filled this Mason jar with all the waste I have. And I'm like, can you like compost like and stuff? So much. Are yeah. they like, you know what? Buckle down and eat that banana peel. Yeah. And it's not like I'm like, Oh, I just want to use plastic. But I'm like the amount of garbage that I, that us yeah. as a household throw out. I'm like, how do I get rid of all? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems, seems very like daunting. so much work. I would try it, though. I mean, if the person was like, I, this isn't really passionate about it. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, let's try it out. I would try it if I lived, like, in a farm. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be easier. Like for we sure. could be like, oh, we're like farm living and we're trying to be wasteless. Wasteless, yep. In the city, that's not possible. That'd be really tough. That's yeah. not possible. Although I know that people have chickens in the city, so you could feed them some compost or something. Ugh, chickens. Chicken. You know I don't like chickens. Chicken. <laughs> chickens Do are like very low maintenance, apparently. To they're, take care of, they're kind of cute. They're I would <laughs> give a chicken. <laughs> Um, my, I would my date parents a chicken, <laughs> I guess. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Your significant other is a chicken. Deal breaker? <laughs> no. My parents keep chickens. And my mom always goes, because they're hens, they're laying hens. And so my mom will go out there and be like, hey, girls. And they like all come over to <laughs> like, her. Cluck, 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 cluck. Well, they all like know her because she gives them food and stuff. Yeah. So they all come running and like say hi to her. It's, it's actually I think chickens cute. are fun. And then her tiny angry dog tries to chase them. It <laughs> does not go well. It's not a, not a hurting dog. Not a hurting dog. More of <laughs> like, I just want to chase things, dog. <laughs> Okay, here we are. Here At we the are. And thank you for <laughs> tuning in. <laughs> that was a longer journey that we had. That was a very long journey. But it feels nice. I feel like we've gotten things off we've our unloaded. shoulders. I feel better. Yeah. Like I literally, I feel mentally better. Oh, like good. <laughs> an hour and a half ago, I was like, <laughs> so I do feel a little better. It's um, been very cathartic. You know, I feel like we said what we came to say, mm-hmm. which was a whole bunch of very unconnected, weird <laughs> stuff. Um, so. We'll pause for two seconds so that you can say goodbye to Mildly Awkward, everyone. I'm talking to you listeners. Yes, a moment of silence. Okay. Yeah, that's, that was that was useful. You know, I think Thank that was you. necessary. <laughs> I do feel re- just resolved. Um, yeah. But yeah, but this is our goodbye to Mildly Awkward. Mm-hmm. It's been a super fun journey, I think. I mean, I'm very grateful for everybody who was involved, all of our guests who were so much fun to have on um to steve higgins for composing our original theme Mm -hmm. song which was so much fun to my brother liam who composed the theme Mm -hmm. song we're using now uh victoria watkins who did our newest logo the original logo was me so thank myself for that one to our friend nicole who helped us come up with the name wildly Mm -hmm. awkward Mm -hmm. oh my god and then chris who did the early sound production and and gave us basically the equipment lent us the equipment we needed to even start a podcast in the Mm -hmm. first place literally would not be recording without him And then all of our all of our guests. I, did you already say? Guests? I, said, I didn't name them all because there's a lot. Well, let's name them all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we want to say thank you to Brandon, who was on like three episodes, and Jacob. We want to thank Sarah as well, who's been on a couple episodes, mm-hmm. and Addie and Hannah. Oh yeah, and also want to thank Feather, our Halloween Bay. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Jamie, who did our personality episode. Yeah. Brett, who is not oh only a big sponsor of ours here at Acacia, <laughs> but he did a great episode on therapy. Oh my gosh, uh, I just realized like we better not be missing anyone. Well, scroll through like the episodes. <laughs> I was like, oh Podbean. god, go through Podbean and see. Oh, my brother Liam, who gave us the episode that where we may have all been on crack. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm still struggling to make sense of what happened that day. And your sister. My as sister, well. who was a much calmer guest, <laughs> made a lot more sense. Um, Ian. Ian, yes, who gave us some good tips on, on gaming. and Kelsey, yeah. who, um, if you guys are fans of Handmaid's Tale, so Kelsey was on Someone I Can Crochet With, but we're about to go to her house later today to, <gasps> to watch, watch Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Yes, she's also helped me revamp my whole Bumble persona. Yeah. So. Kelsey's still. Best. So Kelsey's the best. I'm gonna miss Kelsey the most out of everyone. We're not actually. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna like never speak to these people again. I do want to clarify. And we had uh, who else? Um, we had Nicole, who was on a couple episodes Nicole, as our content producer. And Mara. And Mara, yeah, talking about dreams. Oh my gosh, did we miss anyone? 
did we i'm so sorry this is my fear like if i ever won like a golden globe yeah, you're yeah. like um, um uh, someone stands up you bitch and just all, leaves. <laughs> all of you you all did it um i think we got them all okay. i am happy to say did we say we said chris so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um we love you all. Well, I think partly why we are thanking them, too, is because, like, you'll probably see them more than I do. I mm-hmm. might go see... I will be in San Diego, hopefully, in January, so um, I will see Brandon, but we're, we probably won't have as many guests on from yeah. the new podcast just because of the logistics yeah, just cause, of it. and everyone's sort of gone their own way. We're not mm-hmm. all in the same grad program together anymore, so it's a bittersweet ending, for sure, but we're mm-hmm. so grateful, and, like, I think for me, it's just been fantastic to... And just have these episodes still and be mm-hmm. able to say this was a great moment where we were all able to like come together mm-hmm. and just be really silly and talk about stuff and hopefully we can continue so yeah i'm gonna still be in the twin cities i'm coming for you all <laughs> well yeah i just want to continue on of just like the importance of perspective and i feel like there's so many narratives and so much information because i was reflecting earlier of like how much information i've learned mm-hmm. and i was thinking mm-hmm. too and sincerely not okay because we do a little bit more research on that too and it's like Wow, I never knew this existed. <laughs> we learn actual things. Yeah, this yeah. has been an incredibly um, profound experience, really, for us. Mm-hmm. And hopefully for our listeners. Maybe not this podcast. Profound <laughs> is a little bit of a stretch for Mildly Awkward. <laughs> but we hope you've enjoyed your time. We've brightened your day. We've allowed you to get distracted and just laugh at how dumb we are sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll give you a little bit more room to do so down the yeah. line. Yeah, but we're not going anywhere. This feels very final, but we're really saying goodbye to Mildly Awkward. We are putting We're not saying goodbye to you all. And Mildly Wait, we're not back. doing any... Nope, no. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> okay. Mr. Mildly Awkward. That's <laughs> 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 like peanut butter? I don't know what that was. Yes, it's, we're just having some feelings here. Um, real quick, at the end here. Mm-hmm. Favorite episode and biggest thing you learned about being a podcaster? Oh, oh, you know me. I've I've got um, so many episodes. Oops. What the? I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it has switched every so often because it's like the episodes just keep getting better. I do love someone I can crochet with, but a um, a Paris diss Runner track. Up. Oh, Paris diss track. Was, it was just a lot of fun to record. So I think fun. that was probably the most fun I've had recording. Um, just because it was like it was such a weird experience being in Seattle, weird. being inside we the airstream. We say that with love, you know. My brother is a great person. <laughs> it was a weird episode. Though. It was so good. I so well. Part of like whenever I reflect on that episode too is when we were talking about inventions <laughs> for the plane, and you had this whole thing with safe sleep, and it was like very elaborate. And I'm like, what? And then uh, Liam had uh, the, the, the the mini mini cookware yes, for the plane, and you guys were so like well thought out. And then it came to me, and I'm like. Um, a jumpsuit you wear to the plate, like so. I, but I it was that. actually made sense. <laughs> it was, it was simple. I was thinking like, yeah, like oh, just if you. I'm like, um, better <laughs> tubes to hold your things or something. You Corby know. is like in actual problem solving mode. <laughs> Liam and I are like, how can we appear as high as possible without being high? <laughs> like this is where our minds. Mission went. accomplished. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then the other one, Moon Terror, that we did with Brandon recently oh, was just a, terror, it was a yes. lot of fun. Because I was, like, diving into conspiracies and things like that. This is always oh, fun. Oh, so much fun. I love Moon Terror. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> um, I have to say, mm, I really liked, I'm going to give both of Hannah's mm-hmm. together. Yes. Because we did one about style and then one about body positivity. Mm-hmm. And so I think those episodes have been some of the most profound for me, being mm-hmm. like, 
have actually had an effect on how I live, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> saying a lot, I think. And so I, those are definitely my favorites. I reference them yeah. often. And yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, I realize I said like your favorite, and I'm now going to pick four episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> well, Hannah's three, two, <laughs> and then the other two would be Paris Diss Track, and then yes. Kick Me I'm a Freshman. Yeah, those are my siblings. They're so, so to, funny, but they were so much fun to record <laughs> with both of them. They're they're yes. funny in very different ways. Like I know Liam yeah. is you know sort of like the what is happening is this reality humor. <laughs> my little sister is very dry and sarcastic, and, mm-hmm. and is is quite funny. So I loved those. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe I'll get my siblings on logistically no <laughs> not gonna happen they can start their own podcast <laughs> good luck to you guys what's the thing you think you've learned about podcasting uh, a lot of technical stuff that's true you've learned technical so i've done nothing technical <laughs> things well yeah i mean i think it just any of it just adds to like the array of like how do computers work and how can you like make the most out of it um and how can you like a lot of some marketing things i think i did more marketing when i was in my improv group than i have with mm-hmm. our podcast but which I would like to continue to market ourse- ourselves and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think just like a lot of technical stuff, um, the joys of talking and recording, yeah. like because you wouldn't think you're just like we're just having a conversation. Right. But it's actually really fun to record it and is. like hear it. Well, it also kind of forces you to be yourself or to say what you want to say. Yeah. Versus like if you're just chatting with someone, you're like, oh yeah, no, I guess I kind of like conspiracies like right, did you right. hear about that cool no but it's 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 absolutely i really love how you said like kind of say what you're gonna say mm-hmm. it's like you really have to lean in and commit to whatever yes. you're saying yes. and i think that is different because you're right i think i wouldn't have delved into dove into not into it's things both of them and it's, it's, i was both. right both, both. <laughs> how am both. i gonna take advice from you <laughs> although you did use schema correctly <laughs> multiple times today um but yeah you do have to really commit to what you're saying and yeah. you can't be like I'll just, I mean, I'll sit this one out. Like yeah. it's, it, it's helped me with the confidence to just mm-hmm. say, this is what I think. Let's go down that road. Let's actually do it. And I think it's made me better at like talking to randos mm-hmm. too, like strangers. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if that's just my brain figuring stuff out, but yeah, yeah. this podcast has given me so much more, um, just somewhat like just an ability or more confidence, I guess is what I'm yes. thinking of. Oh, just so more, confidence more confidence to just talk mm-hmm. and to be uh, um, I, I think of my journey from the beginning of the first episode to now where I'm like, I did not have the confidence to talk as much as yeah. I do and to interrupt and to like play along because sometimes I'm like, well, they have more fascinating things to say, exactly. you know, um, and not that what I'm saying is more fascinating than what you'd be saying right now if you were feeling the space. Right. Um, but it's just that idea where it's like trusting one another to yes. have this conversation and feel like I'm giving yeah or like yeah. that that my voice matters mm-hmm. and i think that's been and your vagina <laughs> <laughs> i do interrupt i'm very, I do, very no sorry. i did that badly <laughs> i tried to do the joke but i did it badly <laughs> no that was i appreciated that <laughs> i don't know but that, i'm like what <laughs> no it's good okay. um no but the the whole idea that like my voice matters and that mm-hmm. like i i get to to say things and i think that's largely due to the wonderful guests we've had and then like having you as a co-host mm-hmm. and just all of our amazing listeners who have let me have a space to just talk mm-hmm. and like have that matter because that's amazing i'm your co-host corby i am your co-host maddie and farewell good friends farewell bye bye, bye.